Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Well, good morning. We're in this little series that we've entitled, The God of Abundance, that you and I serve a God who never runs dry, who never goes empty, who is never without, but always has more. More what? Name it. He has everything you need. And John even writes in John chapter 1, verse 16, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Now, if you've served God for any length of time, I would hope you'd be able to say, yes, that's true. (laughs) One gracious blessing after another. Well, this morning, we're going to look at a few stories that reemphasize this principle so that we can learn something and understand something about this great God that we serve, who is a God of abundance, a God of more than enough. The first story is in 1 Kings chapter 17. It's in verse, begin in verse 8. The Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Sephirath near the city of Sidon, and I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Sepharath, and he arrived at the gates of the village. He saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? And as she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. You know, she's on her way. Oh, by the way, bring me a bite of bread. And as she was going to get it, you know, she heard that, and she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in a jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. And I was just gathering a few sticks to cook the last meal, and then my son and I will die. Now, she doesn't have a real good outlook of life, does she? You know, wow, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, here's what Elijah does. He doesn't, oh, never mind. He, he says, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Well, that's not very nice. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Wow. And so she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. Notice, there was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. That's pretty incredible. She always had enough. He is the God of abundance. There's another story kind of similar in 2 Kings chapter 4. One day, the widow of a member of a group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Well, what can I do to help you, Uh, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except. Now, hold it. Nothing at all except. That means you have something, right? That's kind of, well, I don't have anything except. 
a flask of olive oil, she replied. So he said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. And then go into your house with your son, shut the door behind you, pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. Hold it, I've only got this much and you want me to do what? So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And the olive oil stopped flowing. And when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what's left over. Two people who had nothing had enough. So let me give you some principles out of here to understand for you and I. First of all, there was a deficiency. There was a deficiency. There was a need that they could not meet. There was an understanding that this is it. This is the end. I have no more. I have no more resources. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to turn. When this is done, I'm done. We're going to die. We're going to go to jail. We're at the end of our rope. We don't know how to handle this. I don't know where to go from here. I just don't think there's enough. I, I, I don't know how we're going to live. And here's the thing. Every one of us have been at that point at some time or another, haven't we? Where we've looked at what's going on in our life and thought, I don't have anything else. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to go on. I don't know what I'm going to do. But do you understand that sometimes desperation is a good place for us to be? Because when we get desperate, we're more open to God. Because as long as we think we've got it made, we'll take care of it on our own, won't we? We say, well, I got enough, I'll take care of this. And God tends to get kind of bumped or pushed aside. And we kind of live on, well, I can handle this, and I can fix this, and I can make this work. And, and God will let you try it on your own. He'll, he'll let you go on and do all that. But at some point, you're going to come up empty. At some point, you're going to get to a place where you have a great need. And God's going to come back into the picture. And we're going to realize, God, I don't know how I'm going to go on from here. I don't know how I'm going to make this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And these two ladies were both in that place. There was a deficiency in their life where they lacked what they needed to sustain themselves, and they were at the end of their rope, a place that you and I have visited probably far too often in our lives, isn't there? And some of you are probably here this morning with, I don't know how I'm going to go on from here. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. So there's the deficiency. Secondly, they had contact with God's delegate, with God's delegate. So here's the question. When you get to the end of your rope, where do you turn? The bank? Quick loan place? The government? Your employer? A friend? Someone that you think, and hey, if you could help me now, you, you could turn this around. If I could just get this much, I could make it a little farther. 
and in our desperation and in our place of recognizing that we don't have all that we need and we're kind of coming to the end. We try to scratch and go and we turn to places here and places there because we've all got in the back of our heads a little solution. Maybe your solution was, you know, if I could just win this lotto. Well, sorry, you weren't in Michigan. Didn't make it this time. Man, if, if someone would just come to my aid, if someone would just do what I need to have done, if, if someone could help me, and we begin to look around, rather than is the first place that we turn when we find ourselves lacking, do we turn to God? Do we turn to Him and say, God, here I am. I don't have enough but you are a God of abundance and you have everything I need. Now, don't get me wrong. God may send you to your bank. God may send you somewhere. But you need to understand and I need to understand that our first resource should not be something else other than God. And that when things get hard in life, when things come to a place of desperation, when we lack what we think we need and we have a deficiency in what's going on in our lives, do we turn to God with it first? God, here I am. Here's what I need. You direct my steps. You tell me what to do. And these ladies knew they had a prophet. They had a man of God. They had someone who was godly who would direct their steps. And that's who they turned to in their time of need. This widow, she was collecting sticks. She wasn't crying out to anybody else. But the moment the man of God came on the scene and he requested something, she said, do you understand? I know you do. The other lady, she goes to him. Here's where I'm at. Help me. She turned, they turned to someone godly for godly advice and godly help. Now here's the problem. When you turn to someone godly to ask them for help, you might not like what they tell you. Look, before you cook bread for the, you and your boy and die, I want some first. Well, that's no help. I thought you would, you know, do something better than that. Because sometimes we don't like the advice others give us, especially if it's God's in the picture. And so you've got to know who to listen to, and you've got to know who to turn to when you come to that point of desperation. Thirdly, they had to depend on what they had. They had to depend on what they had. Here's the deal. Notice what went on. What do you have? All I've got is a little oil. What do you have? Well, I just got a little flour, a little oil, just enough to make a little piece of bread or so, and then that's it. What do you got? Moses, you don't want to go deliver my people? Moses, what's in your hand? A staff. Throw it down. Oh, becomes a snake. Pick it up. Moses, I'm in this. I'll use what you've got. But God, I can't speak. I'll use what you have. David, 
Saul gets him and said, why don't you put on this armor and put this on? And David drives and says, this doesn't fit. I can't do this. I, I've got this sling and there's some stone. You know, I've used this all my life. This is what I know. This, this is it's all I got. It's enough to kill the giant. It's enough. So here's what I'm going to tell you today. You might not like it. Whatever you have in your house, whatever you have in your hand, Whatever you have, God wants to use. Okay, there wasn't that excitement that I expected at that. You know, I thought, oh, yeah, good, great. You see, God will use what you have, not what you don't have. We have all we need for God to provide for us right now right here. Our ability, our place, our resources, our job, we have enough because we serve a God of abundance. And so we tend to believe that we don't have enough. We tend to believe all I've got is this and then I'm going to die. We tend to believe, well, what I have isn't sufficient to meet the need. And we tend to look somewhere else. Maybe it's in this person. Maybe it's in this job. Maybe if I go get another job somewhere else, it'll be easier or something. Maybe if I get this loan. Maybe if I do this. Maybe if I manipulate this and do this, then I'll be able to make it for a little while. And what do we tend to do? We tend to focus on what we lack rather than what we have. God is not going to use what you lack. God's going to use what you have. Well, but it's all I've got. I want to hold on to it. I, I don't want to give it away. I might need it. What if I give it to God and then I got nothing left? What if I feed the prophet and then there's nothing left for me and my boy? What if I give this oil and it doesn't happen? And you see, when we see that we've got nothing left, that scares us, doesn't it? When God says, I want what little you have, but God, it's all I have. God, you don't understand. God, if I don't have this, I've got nothing. <laughs> if you could just listen real closely, you would hear God chuckle a little bit and say, look, I have enough. I'm a God of abundance. I'll take care of you. Give me what you got. Oh, but what if? <laughs> and that scares us. And so we come to that place sometimes where we have to try to understand that God says, use what you've got. God's looking at what you have. Are you willing to use it for him? Are you willing to give it to him? Are you willing to allow him to work with it? Because whatever you have is enough. But sometimes we're like the lady. Well, I don't have nothing except... All I've got this little bit. It's not going to make a difference, God. God says, we'll see about that. Then they had to follow God's directions. This is where it really gets hard. Because basically his directions are, give it to me. And they don't make sense. God, hold it. I've got this and you want me to do what with it? You want me to take this little bit of oil and this little bit of bread, and you want me to do what? You want me to cook something for you? 
You want me to take this little bit of oil and borrow pots? That doesn't make sense to me. God says, look, we don't operate by what is logical. We are a people who live by faith. And our faith tells us that God is enough. And if you keep it, there's no provision. Many times we don't see God provide because we're unwilling to be obedient with what little we have. A friend of mine sent me a list of the message last week and sent me this email this week as a quote from John Wooden, famous basketball coach for UCLA. He said this, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And we tend to focus on, I can't. I don't have it. I can't do it. My little bit isn't going to make a difference. And faith requires an action on our part. It requires us to do something in obedience to God when it doesn't make sense to us. There's been times in my life when God has impressed upon me to give something. And there's been times when I've said back to him, are you kidding me? If I do that, I don't know that I can, how am I going to, God says, well, you got a choice. If you're willing to give, I can give you plenty. But if you hold back, good luck. And see, we want it all laid out for us, don't we? Well, God, if I do this, then tell me what you're going to do. Tell, tell me how you're going to work. Tell me how this is going to play through, God. Explain to me how this… God, I want to guarantee that if I do this, you'll do this. God, I, I, I've got to be certain here. And we want all of that laid out for us. But if you get all that laid out for you, you don't need faith, do you? And God keeps waiting for us. Thus in Scripture, how many times He said, test me. Try me. Now, you've heard me say this before, so let me just say it again. Our prayers tend to be, God, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. And we try that bargaining technique with God. Let me just tell you something. That doesn't work. God always says, look, God says to us, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. It works the other way around. God's waiting for us. And so they come to that place where they had to be obedient to what God told them to do, even though it wasn't logical, even though it went against everything their mind told them. Go bake me the bread, you know, go use your last bit, make it for me first, go get the jars, go do all of that. And Okay. And they did it. They were obedient. And why? Because last point there, they had to depend on God to provide. God will help you. God will help you pay your debts if you'll be faithful to Him. We see it as an end. God sees it as a beginning.
And see, our limitations keep us dependent on God. And yet, this is the way we see God work. And sometimes it's just a day-to-day provision. You know, you make the bread and stuff, it's not going to last you for the rest of your life, but it'll last you until the rains come and the harvest comes and you have provision. The, the oil isn't going to be there forever. Go sell it. Your boys and you can live on it. It'll be okay. Why do I need to do that? Now, here's the key. I have to see God as my provider. My job does not provide for me. God does. Other people don't provide for me what I think I need. God does. And anytime you're looking to someone else to provide something for you that you think you have to have, you are looking in the wrong place. Because God is our provider. Spiritually, financially, emotionally, God is the one who provides for me. And so, I have to depend on God to provide. Now, this whole principle was played out during the time of Jesus. In Luke chapter 9, verse 12, late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, look, you need to send these crowds away. There's too many of them. Let them go to the villages, the farms. Let them go find some food and lodging, a place to stay. There's nothing to eat here. We're in a remote place and They're getting hungry, and when people get hungry, they get cranky, you know. And Jesus said, look, you feed them. (laughs) Yeah, right. We've only got five loaves and two fish. Are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? That's kind of how our logic works, doesn't it? There's about 5,000 men. Now, that doesn't count the women and kids. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. People sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up towards heaven, blessed them so they could distribute it to the people. He gave them bread and fish, now pass it out. And they're going, what? I'll only get to two people and it'll be gone. But they all ate as much as they wanted you didn't just get a bite. You got all you could eat. And we all know that for some, all you can eat is a lot. Everybody had as much as they wanted, and the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. A God of abundance abundance. It wasn't much. I mean, among 5,000, 10,000 people, perhaps, five loaves, two fish, it's enough. When you place it in God's hands, it's enough. There's a story about a little boy who attended a little country church, and he went by himself to this church, and uh, one Sunday he went there and found out it was the day of the church picnic 
And he was all excited because he loved going to church and the friends he had there and the other kids he knew, and he knew he was going to get to play and do a lot of things with them. And so he got real excited about it. And as soon as the service was dismissed, he ran home as fast as he could and tried to dig something up. And all he could find was two pieces of, of white bread, a piece of bologna, put some mustard on the bread and a pickle and wrapped it up as best he could and took it with him. And he got to where the picnic was and he kind of went over by himself and started to unwrap his, his sandwich. A lady noticed him off by himself and so she walked over to him and said, why don't you come join us and eat? And he kind of hung his head and he says, no, I'm okay. I've only got this little bit and it'll be all right. And she said, no, I'll tell you what we do. Let's take your sandwich and we'll cut it in quarters and we'll place it on the table with all the other stuff, and that way we'll all share. And she persisted, and finally, reluctantly, he went. (laughs) And there on the table, with his bologna sandwich, was some fried chicken, dumplings. Oh, I love dumplings. In fact, if I go to Cracker Barrel, What's your two sides? Dumplings. Dumplings. Some green beans. You know, uh, homemade biscuits. Cornbread. Black-eyed peas. Sliced tomatoes. Apple pie. And huge chocolate chip cookies. He had one of the best meals of his life. You see, when you take what you have, hear me, when you take what you have and all you have is baloney, do you hear me? I don't care how much you got, it's baloney. The house you live in, baloney. Cars you drive, baloney. Job you got, money you make, baloney. And when you take that and put that on God's table, you have more than enough. You have everything you need because we serve a God of abundance who gives freely and willfully and joyfully when we're willing to give him our baloney. So I don't know what your need is here today. We're not just talking finances. We're talking a lot of things that we have that we think, I've got one last thread. I don't know how much longer I can go on. I don't know how much longer I can do this. You're at the end of your rope. And God's saying, give it to me. Give it to me. Well, but God, you know, this is all I got. Give it to me. But God, if I give it to you... What have I got left? Put it on my table. And let's eat. You'll always have enough. Test me. Try me. I am the God who is all sufficient and a God of more than enough. And no matter what you have need of today, I have more. And I am willing to share it with you when you give me what you have.
if you will give God what you have, use what you have, God will give you what he has and you will have enough because he is a God of abundance. And maybe today you're here and you think my life's just broken. My life doesn't matter. My life doesn't mean anything. And you've just been wandering through it and you've come at the end. And what's God saying to you today? Why don't you give me your life? Why don't you come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden? Come to me and I'll give you rest. Give your life to him. He'll give you salvation, forgiveness. He'll give you what you need. Will you give it to him? Will you trust him? When you believe that God has everything that you need. He is a God of abundance. So would you just take a moment just between you and God, those of you here at home, just bow your heads and just between you and God today, would you take a moment and just give it to him today? God, here it is. It's not much. I don't have much, but I give it to you. Lord, would you help us to stop focusing on all the stuff we don't have and all the problems we've got and all the things going on? Would you help us to focus on the God that we serve? who is a God of abundance, who if I will give him my life, he will give me an abundant life. If I will give him my resources, he will open the windows of heaven for me. If I will give to you my hurts, my fears, you will give to me your healing and your provision. Thank you, God for being a God of abundance and for the life that we can have with you. We lay it all on your table. And thank you for the meal that we get to enjoy. We love you today and we serve you, the God, more than enough, who abundantly provides for me. Thank you for that confidence that we have. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.